0: community sounds like. Stay open.
1: Guess who just got back today? Them wild-eyed boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think that. Them. You were living downtown, driving all the old men crazy. Hello, craft beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, head brewer and owner of Trek Brewing out of Columbus, Ohio, is John Reem. And, John, how are you doing tonight, and what is in your glass? I'm doing all right tonight just uh doing a lot of little catch-up things
2: around the brewery so i'm not like physically exhausted or anything good so that's good that's nice but uh tonight i'm drinking uh from listerman brewing the cincy 75 which is a brute ipa Mm. which we were just talking about i think on the last
1: episode yeah we were yeah we were so what do you think
2: yeah, so this is my, my one and only uh, introduction to Brut, um, <laughs> which, you know, like we talked about, it's supposed to be like a super dry, maybe mm-hmm. um, a little effervescent uh, IPA. It's kind of like the polar opposite of uh, the New England hazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I enjoy this beer. Um, I get a little bit of like a juicy fruit type thing in the mm-hmm. nose, um, mm-hmm. but then. You know, I I don't know exactly how they did this beer, but I actually kind of get a champagne kind of quality or taste to it Mm -hmm. um, in the flavor um, and kind of get a little bit of uh, kind of an apricot type thing, which I I tend to pick up a lot in a lot of white wine. Um, Yeah, yeah. So and maybe that's what's making me think champagne um, Mm -hmm. when I'm doing this. Um, But uh, no, I I enjoy it. But it's been a very uh, polarizing beer at the brewery. Um, we've had quite a few folks in that absolutely love it, and then a lot of folks are like that. That's not an IPA; yeah, it doesn't count. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think that's what I saw too when we were there. I I also tried it, and I I liked it. It it was a little bit different than the one I had in Vegas. Uh, this one, the one I had in Vegas was like literally so dry. You're it like you felt like you just all the moisture in your mouth just got sucked out. It was really really dry. This one wasn't as, it was still dry. You definitely didn't have like any sweetness in the in the finish, but it wasn't over the top where it was uncomfortable to drink. And I I I thought it I didn't here's here's where I think it's polarizing. If you're a fan of IPAs, like you really like the standard IPA, um this is de- definitely different than that. And but it's still good in its own qualities and I think the people like what I saw from the people that were tasting it at the brewery, is that the ones that didn't necessarily like bitter beers or IPAs because they're typically bitter, they actually liked this one. In fact, uh, Kyle in Ohio's wife, Rachel, she um, she she tasted it and said, wow, this is good, and she's a wine drinker. And I think some of those characters that you described from the white wine is exactly why she liked it because it had some of that underlying dryness with the, some fruit characters in there that weren't, sweet just like more of a dry fruity character so yeah yeah exactly
2: um but uh it's been fun but i've actually had a few uh people that like came to the brewery specifically for this event Mm -hmm. uh, that we'll talk about later okay um you know that were you know i'll say kind of self-described beer snob people (laughs) okay um (laughs) that that did enjoy you know these Uh, this beer. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, how about you? What are you drinking tonight?
1: All right. Well, you know, I I knew that if I, uh, if I mentioned it enough, that eventually I would be drinking this famous beer that's been winning top 10 list all over the place. I'm drinking the Bell's (laughs) to Hearted And, uh, this is thanks to, uh, our friends, Kevin and Amanda Argyrer. Now you know what I pr- I practiced saying their name and I still can't get the damn thing out right. But f- we'll forget can't, about it. You can't perform under pressure. I know I can't I, I can't perform under pressure. Maybe I need more beer in my. No, that wouldn't help either. I don't think more beer would help either. But um, but yeah, when when they found out that I hadn't had this, uh, when they went back to go set up for a, 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 a event they were having on Sunday, they went to get some beer and saw that the the store had Two Hearted Ale. And they picked up a can for me and gave it for me to bring back to Boise, and I thought it was it was right just to drink it tonight and share my thoughts to everyone out there uh, about this beer. Now, um, you know, this is supposedly the best beer in America, um, but um, I don't know. I, I I honestly can't agree with that uh, statement. <laughs> uh, it is a good beer. Uh, it, it is a good beer, but it's not even a. It's not a. I mean, to me, it's not a five cap uh, IPA. Um, it's more right around now. I say not to me, not a five cap. I asked, I gave, I gave some of this to Sarah, my wife. I know you know who she is, but in case anyone out there doesn't know, my wife Sarah. Uh, she loves IPAs, and she said, "Here, just give me a, a little taste of it." I said, "Yeah, this is a famous beer. We've got, you've got to try it." And I said, "Okay, honey, you're of the IPAs you've had. How would you rate this one?" And she said. 4.5 and I'm like wow I mean she really liked this beer and I like it too but I'm I haven't put it on a tap yet but and I'm I'm halfway through I've got a half a glass left and I ha- I'm gonna wait until I finish it to make my final decision but right now to be honest with you John I'm hanging around a 3.75 maybe four if something magical happens towards the end of this beer so uh did you give
2: Sarah any part of the story or like, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is do you think after looking for this for a long time and, you know, that it was built up a bit, especially after discussing it last week
1: <laughs> at all? So, uh, I, yes, I did tell her. She she knew that this is a beer that I was looking for. She knew that it was rated uh, top in the, in the list for the, for beers in the country. So I guess maybe, and I told her too, I said, before we tried this, I said, you know, my, my expectations are probably a little bit high because that's all I've been hearing about is how great this beer is. And so she knew that going into it, but I trust her. I trust her, her opinion. And for her, she, I mean, she's an IPA snob herself and uh, this beer really, you know, she really gravitated towards it. I think she likes, for one thing, she likes piney beers. This one, I wouldn't say is really high on the piney notes. To me, I'm tasting, a, you know, a little bit of piney in there, but I'm getting a floral, flowery type of a hop character to it. And I don't, man, I, that's just what I'm picking up. I don't know if that's necessarily the hop profile it's supposed to be. I know that the hops are, like, I think they have a bunch of Centennial hops in this beer, if I'm not mistaken, so... John, can Centennial hops give off a floral character? Or are they mostly just? I know they're they're big piney hops.
2: I don't think so. Not normally. Okay. All right. So um,
1: maybe this is my taste buds are all messed up. So is it is uh your canner bottle bottle uh, dated? Yeah, it was uh, six six fifteen, so it's a one month old. Yeah. So then, wouldn't play into it. Yeah, it's not. It's not old. It's definitely. It's definitely fresh. Um, it's good, though. I mean, it's really good. It's good. I may, you know, go with the 4 cap, but I might go for the 3.75. And maybe it's because of the hype that I'm rating it lower. I'm just a jerk, I guess. You know, but uh, but, uh, it, anyways, just to say, back to our top ten list, those things are complete, utter crap, because there's no way that this beer is the number one beer in the the states.
2: Well, or beer is very subjective because your wife gave it a four and a half.
1: So you know. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I'm getting old. My taste buds just aren't there anymore.
2: Soon we're gonna, you know, old
1: man yells at mug-shaped clouds. Yeah. All right. Well hey, you know what, John? We've had some good conversation already, but before we get too far along in the show let's just go ahead and quickly explain what Tap to Craft Podcast is all about to any of our new listeners out there, because we do have a bunch of new people following us, and I'm sure this might be first or second show that they're listening to. So Tap to Craft Podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer. We want to help people along in their craft beer journey. That could be people that are brand new to craft beer, or people that have been drinking craft beer for years, and just want to learn a little bit more to help them along to get to those next styles, you know, to conquer the styles that they they may not have liked in the past. Maybe we can get them to try them again and appreciate them. And you're listening to episode 104. This is the last episode in season four. Our fourth year is over with this episode. Can you believe, Fit John? It's been four years that we've been recording this show. Yeah, uh, feels like ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At times, it might feel a little bit. You know, some of the sh- some of the shows do get a little bit long, so it could feel like it's been dragging on. But, but we're recording this a little late in the week. Normally, we do this on Sunday, but because we were, you know, out traveling and couldn't get back until late last night, we decided to go ahead and record on Tuesday, July seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. And this episode is basically going to be focused on uh, ending our season four with a bang, and that bang was the Tap the Craft and Trek Brewing meetup that we had this last weekend. We're going to review what happened. We're going to review some of the, you know, some of the fun that we had and some of the laughs and the beer we drank. And of course, because I was on vacation, we'll go ahead and review some of the adventures that I had uh, when I was out on vacation. And we also have some very, very nice voicemails from one of our from one of our uh, enthusiastic listeners out there. So look forward to that coming in the near future of the show here as we go along. And of course, as we already experienced, John and I, we will carry on some more great craft beer conversation along the way. Now starting off that conversation, John, let's get an update on Trek Brewing. Um we, last we talked, you were almost ready to start boiling water. You're waiting for uh, you know for some parts. You had your glycol plumbed And you were doing some steam tests, and then something about a valve had to be replaced or or added. Yeah, so uh,
2: we did get our – all of our steam pipe is now insulated. Okay. So I'm not in danger of scalding myself once I can actually turn everything on, which is good. Um, And they – I I was very, very happy with them. They they came in. They said – we started on Thursday said, you know what? If I get a guy back off another job that's finishing up, I'll be done Friday. Otherwise, Saturday afternoon. Okay. I said, all right. And so, in my head, I'm like, okay, next Friday because that's how everything goes. You know, it's going to take an extra week. Uh, Saturday afternoon rolls around. He finishes, cleans up, sweeps the brewery, and he's out. Done. Oh, like, this is perfect. <laughs> so... I'm just not used to that anymore, where somebody actually gets something done the way they say they're gonna do it, yeah, um but it was very refreshing and something I needed for the project at that time um not that it moved us along, it's just uh you know for my spirits, so
1: yeah, it's always good to have a a positive highlight at least uh, you know as you go along look for the look for those positive things, yeah,
2: yeah, so uh as you mentioned, we're waiting for some parts, uh namely one part uh a valve for uh for the boiler setup uh so we're, we're in valve watch 2018 um day eight. Oh wow uh, <laughs> and oh, no. uh the part still has not shipped i oh. actually got somebody on the phone today um that said they were planning to ship it on the 20th i don't know why they have to wait so long uh but i tried to get them to speed things up they're going to make some calls and get back to me, which they never did.
1: Wow. Are they making this valve? Like they're hand making it right now?
2: Apparently it's being forged (laughs) in the the mines deep under the ground. Yeah. They got to go get the
1: ore. They got to go over to China (laughs) and China's holding it captive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a strike um, by the dwarves in the mines. Um, (laughs) The dwarves. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm waiting for it. I guess it's going to be here sometime next week. Cause I'm sure they're not going to speed anything up even though I've complained, but, um, yeah. So I'm waiting for a valve so that I can actually turn everything on to start doing some water brews and getting, getting things uh, worked out of the system. So, and then find out everything that's wrong once we can actually turn everything on. So, um, and then I mentioned before that we got our glycol piping all done. We got our glycol in, um, But uh, what I hadn't mentioned is that we've been chasing an issue with the glycol because it's not reading that there's any glycol in the system. Oh, wow. Um, Which would be a problem um, when you're trying to make things cold. Um, So I haven't been able to actually turn on the chiller and make sure it's functioning right because we don't have any proof of glycol in the system. (laughs) Um, So I've been you know, working with the supplier and he's insisting that it's in there, but all the testing that we're doing is showing no, except for the one test that he sent off to the lab. It says yes, but you know, it doesn't do me a lot of good if I can't tell on site as we move forward and you know, things will happen over time. We'll have to make adjustments, add water, add glycol, you know, to keep the mixture where it needs to be. Um, and if I got to send it off to a lab every time, that's not going to work. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, but he's coming back with another drum of glycol this week. We're going to drain part of the current of the system out, replace it with this glycol, and then hopefully that will solve our issue. And uh, we'll move on from there, I guess.
1: And so but, the uh, so the glycol isn't a hundred percent glycol. There's a mixture, and you have to have a certain amount of mixture percentage. Is that what the problem is?
2: Right. Uh, so what runs through. Uh, lines is about a 35% glycol oh, okay. to water, okay. um, ratio and really uh, the amount of glycol you have is kind of gives you your, you know, freeze tolerance yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so according to the lab, we're at like 77%. Um, but that doesn't show up on any other tools that are used, including our own here at the <laughs> um, and then I've done some other tests with other glycol I have on hand to mix up a mixture that is that same strength and I can actually see it on my stuff. So, okay. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on, but we're hopefully I'll have a solution by the end of this week. Okay.
1: Is it, is it actually detecting, I mean, is it just a float that kind of tells you what the buoyancy of it is is how you're telling it? Or is it actually chemical, um, like a chemical stripped or something you put in it to tell the, the strength?
2: Um, it's a refractometer, same oh, okay. type of thing that we use for measuring sugars in Sugar. the beer. Okay. Um, I've got a different one that's kind of calibrated to look at, or it has a different scale on it, essentially okay. to say how much glycol is in
1: there. Okay, cool. cool. So,
2: yeah. And then the happiest note, no, wait, sorry. The saddest note of all is that we ran out of beer. Oh man. I know it was bad timing for, uh, for the meetup, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, at time of meetup, we had one trek beer available, and by the time you guys left, we ran out. Yeah. Um, which uh, was the one thing that I had hoped would never happen, but I also never thought it would take this long to get this 15-barrel system up and running. Yeah. Um, the construction that we've had going on has disrupted our production schedule for the the pilot system, which any disruption, it wreaks major havoc on our inventory. hmm because um, we can only make you know a couple kegs worth at a time, um, so we've run into a situation where you know, I can't be in there during the day because they're insulating and cutting fiberglass and oh, know, yeah, blowing fiberglass yeah. all over the brewery. So yeah, you can't be system. brewing
1: during that. <laughs> right.
2: So so the pile system's covered up, everything's sealed, and then when they're done, I clean up and then uncover everything and start brewing, and don't get home till really late. Um, but uh you know that's on days that that can actually happen you know but uh yeah so we're we're making beer right now um got four four fermenters going but we'll have at least one more week with uh or one full weekend with no beer um and uh hopefully uh the following weekend we'll have something back on tap and then okay. hopefully we won't run out again
1: okay good yeah that yeah that was just uh Bad timing, unfortunate events. But you know what? We we still had fun that we'll talk about here in, in just a minute. So it, it it's a bummer, but, it hey, you guys didn't let us down. You still had some great beers for sure. And we got to be in your space, which I, I'll talk about too, which is really nice. Really nice. All right. Is that it, John?
2: That's it for me.
1: Okay. Well, you know what? The only event you had was uh, the event that we're going to talk about uh, right now, so I guess I'll just go in and talk about my beer related events since the last recording which all revolve around uh, going on vacation. Going on vacation, uh traveling to Pittsburgh, traveling to Ohio and back. And so we're going to start off in Pittsburgh. So just explain a little bit, you know, getting from Boise to Columbus is not an easy an easy trek to use it uh, you know, a little bit of a play on <laughs> words there. Uh <laughs> Uh, my wife does not like to fly, so I try to make sure that we keep the flights and the you know the amount of flights and stuff to a minimum because every time she goes up and down and turbulence and all that, she really doesn't feel you know she's really not liking it very much. So I'm always very cautious that we we don't spend too much you know too much time in the air if we don't have to. And I found that it's tough for me to get to to Columbus without having three legs or having an extended length of, of flying, like going to uh, Seattle and then, you know, coming in or, or whatever. So, and, and plus I was trying to use my reward points from the flying I do for work. So I was stuck with using United as the primary. I was looking at flights through other ones and trying to gauge whether or not I wanted to spend the money on those tickets if they were, you know, low enough uh, or just use my reward points. And sure enough, getting to Columbus was still very expensive even if I took alternate flights. So I decided just go ahead and, you know, tuck it up. Take my report points. What I found that the best flight to get into the East Coast for us was to go to Pittsburgh. So that's what we did. We chose to go to Pittsburgh, which was okay. It was okay because we have friends in Pittsburgh with Kevin and Amanda, great listeners of the show, good people that interact with us all the time. I thought it would be a great opportunity to get a to you know get a feel for what Pittsburgh has to offer. So we flew into pittsburgh we got there late like late uh wednesday night and uh, literally we got to the hotel room at 1 a.m. in the morning we're very tired we've been up all day uh and when we got there at the at the desk the uh we we checked in and she says hold on i'll be right back she went over and pulled out a bag out of the refrigerator and uh, handed it to us and guess what amanda and kevin had come down and brought us a little care package knowing most likely because I was coming in late, that I might need a nightcap to fall asleep. I mean, I was very, I mean, I I couldn't believe that that literally she delivered, hand-delivered beer to me uh, to be, you know, to be able to, you know, to to settle in at the hotel. And guess what that beer was? One of the beers that I have been wanting to try since I heard John talk about it on the show a year or two ago, a year ago probably, I guess when you were back in uh, Ohio. And then, of course, I'm hearing... Uh, Kevin and Amanda talk about it. It's the Troegs Nimble Giant Double IPA. And uh, I'll tell you what, that is exactly what I needed to help fall asleep. I, 1 o'clock in the morning, I get up there, I pop open one of those 16-ounce cans, and I pretty much drink that thing down pretty fast, get me a nice little nightcap to doze off. So I was very, very, uh, I mean, I, I just felt, I don't know, it just felt good. It was very humble that... They thought that much about leaving a nice little gift, and Nimble Giant is a five cap rating in my book. That that thing lived up to the hype. Uh, very good beer. Really enjoyed it.
2: So yeah, then and that would be an easy one to put down pretty quick. It, oh yeah,
1: for what it is, it it, uh, it drinks real easy. For sure, I, that's what the first thing I noticed is that for. It's like, is it nine and a half or is it, I mean, it's a big beer. It's like nine and a half percent, I think. And that sucker goes down smooth and no sign of any kind of uh, harshness or, you know, no big, uh, big giant hop uh, bitterness either. It's very smooth, very easy. Uh, Very much enjoyed that. Uh, and, And honestly, last time I was in Pittsburgh was in 1989, I think it was. And I'll tell you what. Um, at the time I I drove through, I was uh, transferring stations in the military, and we were driving up to Connecticut, and we drove through, and I I wasn't all that impressed with uh, uh, with Pittsburgh because it was very like smoggy and dirty and grimy, and uh, so I wasn't sure what to expect. I'll I'll be, I'll be honest with you, it's a 180 degree turnaround from what I remember 30 years ago to what I remember now. What I ha- what I now have is my as as, a, as like a, a really nice and beautiful place to come visit. The people were fantastic. In fact, the next morning I got up early. Now, I don't sleep. But I get up at 4 a.m. mountain time every day, and I literally went to bed by about 2 o'clock. I went to bed on Eastern time. I was up at 6 a.m. Eastern time. I literally got four hours of sleep. I was up, showered. I decided to go for a walk, and I walked down. We were on the north side, the north shore north side i can't remember north shore north side of the we're right, we're on the north side of uh of pittsburgh and i went walking down uh the street on this old old streets that had all these wonderful buildings on there and and i just uh you know i just talked you know i, I was friendly to people saying hi and i struck out a couple, couple conversations and i was really impressed that people were willing to talk to me which is nice i like that i like a friendly town that that total strangers you know, can say hi and, and we can get a little conversation on. So that was pretty, pretty nice. I, I pretty much instantly fell in love with the city before I even went and toured around, you know, Kevin and Amanda then took us all day to see all the sites of Pittsburgh. And we went on a, we went on the uh, incline. We went uh, down to the strip uh, area and we had breakfast and walked down there. We went to, uh, we had a, a boat ride on the, uh, the stern wheelers, a, so, on the rivers and we got to see all the you know sites of, of the city and, and learn about it. We went uh, over by the stadiums and we had some lunch and we had some lunch uh, at the, we went to lunch at the Southern tier uh, brewery that's right there downtown. And now Southern tier is not a Pittsburgh's, you know, uh, home home brewed uh, brewery, but it is, uh, they do have a brewery there now and they are brewing beer on site and it gets access to all those special beers and I'll tell you what we had a lot of Southern Tier beers while I was there. I'm going to name off the ones we had, and I'm just going to talk about a couple of the ones that were really. I mean, these are all special, but the ones that uh, were really like took me by surprise. The first one is their uh, It's called uh, Samoa. This, and it's part of their Blackwater series that they do with the uh, Girl Scout cookies. You know how we? I talked about the thick mint that uh, they sent me last year. That's a like a chocolate mint imperial stout. Um, this is a Samoa cookie, Girl Scout cookie, Imperial Stout. It has coconut, chocolate, and some caramel car- flavor in there. I'll tell you what, this beer is delicious. Now, it may give you diabetes. It's kind of like that angry chair stuff that uh, Chris McKenzie talks about. It's a little bit sweet, but not overly sweet where it's, you know, where it's too much. Fantastic job. And especially when this beer warms up, the flavors that come out of this thing, incredible incredible beer. Have have you had uh, this beer John by any chance? No, I have not. Do do you guys get uh, some southern tier? You probably get some southern tier, but maybe not some of the special stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I think we do, but I don't I couldn't tell you what all we have access to.
1: Okay. Okay. So uh, that that one's really good. They also had the same they had another You know what? I don't know if the smell of this is actually a blackwater. I know the cordial the one I want to talk about now was definitely the Blackwater series. It's the Cherry Cordial, 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 Cordial. Chocolate-covered cherry beer. What is that called? Cordial. Cordial. Um, imperial Stout with cherries and chocolate. Uh, now, this one can, I, we, uh, we we had a bottle, again, uh, thanks. This was was a bottle that uh, that Amanda and Kevin provided to us, and we did a tasting with, with uh, our friends uh, Vic and Matt and, and Barb, and uh, Kathy and we each had a little bit which is good because I think too much of this might be a little bit much but it was a polarizing beer some people really loved it I enjoyed it quite a bit especially for a cherry beer you know how sometimes cherry can come across medicinal like Robitussin type um, I didn't feel it was that strong of a cherry I felt it it very much resembled a chocolate-covered cherry like you'd get at Christmas time I mean it very was, it was very close to that And not too over the top, but some of the other people, you know, half of us really liked it, and half of us were like, yeah, it's okay, but it's a little bit, you know, too much cherry, too sweet for them. But I I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. And then, uh, again, Imperial Stout. These were 10% beers, so big, big beers. We also had a Thick Mint. Uh, Again, the Thick Mint is out, and that is a fantastic chocolate mint Imperial Stout at 10%. Uh, Sarah bought a 22-ounce bottle. We got it back home. She wants to get some of her, um, you know, dairy-free ice cream. We're going to make some ice cream floats with it. We think that some vanilla ice cream would go really well with this chocolate mint. So we're going to try that out. I'll give you, I'll give you guys, a, a, an, you know, a, a review of it on our next episode. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, um, we also had a bottle, again, care of uh, Kevin and Amanda, the Imperial Peach Goza. Now we just talked about peach, right? And last episode, John, and you were like totally like, there's no way that peach can taste like throw up or whatever. And maybe I didn't describe it correctly, but it doesn't really taste like throw up. But I think peach can give you s- some of the after effects of what you feel with some of the acidicness in your throat after throwing up. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't that's know. I, especially in a sour
2: beer, there are also a, a lot of off flavors that come with that, which yeah. Euteric would be one of them. And then it could just be a coincidence that there was peach in there True. and there was, that this character was there. But, uh, yeah, I I, I still – I'm skeptical that it's specific to peach.
1: You're, you're probably right. It's probably just the other stuff that goes along with it. And because peaches are a lot of times in sours or a goza or a blender of ice, sometimes those – Maybe there is some off things coming from other aspects of it. But this was good. It was strong though. This is again another big beer. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. If it was eight and a half or something big, but this is a big goza. I mean gozas are supposed to be like four or four and a half percent. This thing was big. Um it was good though, but it wasn't the best. The other ones were the really good ones. Also had a raspberry white, which is a wheat beer with raspberries. Really good raspberry flavor, not too sweet. Um very well done. And then I had one of the beers that was definitely brewed right there on site. It's called the Pittsburgh Brewed North North Shore Fog New England IPA. And this was a fantastic New England IPA. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. It's everything that I have come to enjoy in that style. They did a fantastic job. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, uh, go down there and try it. It's on It's on draft, and it's really, really good. All right. Any questions, John, about that little stop? I don't think so. Yeah, it's I mean southern tier. I get I get southern tier here, but we don't get these special beers. So it was really nice to try some stuff that we can't get. And again, only only can be bought there on site at the uh, at the brewery. And they have a big cooler to uh, to choose from too. All right, then the other brewery. And again, this let me fill in too that uh, the reason why normally when I go on vacations and you guys probably hear it on the show. You'll see that I go to a lot of breweries when we go off on trips because I just stop at every brewery you know, that I can between here and wherever I'm going. And this vacation was a little bit different. I did not want to put Sarah through just stopping at brewery, 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 brewery. I wanted her to have fun. So our time in, in uh, Pittsburgh was mainly just to give her the va- real vacation time. And I'll tell you what, Kevin and Amanda did a fantastic job of hosting us in Pittsburgh and made us absolutely fall in love with that city and I really just want to tell them thank you again for for you know all the generosity and the fun times and, and showing us what Pittsburgh is all about. It's it's a nice, nice town. Um but we did I did have one request. There was one brewery that if I were to visit one brewery in the area, uh it was, this is the one I wanted to try. And it's the brew gentleman. And the brew gentleman is just outside of Pittsburgh in Braddock, Pennsylvania. And, uh, it, you know, we've mentioned this brewery before early on in the shows when there was a, a Kickstarter and, and a movie and I, uh, we kind of reviewed the movie and we talked about this brewery and it kind of intrigued me at that time. I thought it was really, you know, cool of these, these, these kids right out of college to go and, and kind of rush away their, their training, their, their education they just got and just go for their dream of brewing beer. And I was actually able to meet the uh, you know one of those young owners uh, at the brewery. went to we went there and we drank some beers and we had a great time and um, i I don't know, I, I really enjoyed it. All the beers I had were fantastic. Uh, the one that that i I really appreciated was just a regular old flagship general Products IPA. Man, what a solid IPA. Um, definitely. I get more, you know, I got more satisfaction from that IPA than the bells. Again, just my, just my opinion. Maybe it's because I was so excited to be at that brewery. I don't know, but it was a really solid IPA. I really enjoyed it. Um, if, if I actually lived in that area, I would, tr- I would go there and fill my growler of this IPA because it's just really drinkable with nice flavor, and you know, everything was really well done. The other beer that I really enjoyed, if I just talk about one more, is the one they're called Mr. Automatic Porter. This was a really well done porter. Nice toasty notes of of malt, uh, not too thin, not you know. It was, just, it was just kind of a really well done porter. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, so th- those are the beers that that I really enjoyed on that. All right, now we're moving on. We we decide that you know, okay, now we're going to go from Pittsburgh. Uh, we're all going to go and, and meet in Ohio. We're going to meet, at, you know, go to Trek. But uh, we were driving in, and we some of my friends from in Ohio were going to come to the Trek meetup, and we were going to stay at the same hotel. Now, yeah, I stayed a little bit out of the way of uh, of, of Newark. But again, I was trying to utilize some of my business travel uh, rewards, and so to, to use that, I needed to stay at certain hotels. And... It was kind of hard to find hotels uh, closer to where John was at. We stayed up north a little bit uh, in a small town of Mount Vernon, Ohio. And we I had my friends uh, Vic and Kathy uh, meet us there, and we got together. And again, uh, Amanda and Kevin decided that they were going to stay in, in Columbus, but they decided to go ahead and stay up in Mount Vernon, too, since we already had a group of people. And we decided to have a bottle share there. We grabbed some Ohio beers um, and— and you know we had our own little uh, bottle share in the in the uh, lobby of the hotel. Now we probably weren't too welcome that night because we were in there to down there for probably till one o'clock in the morning. I think maybe a little bit, a little bit before or a little bit after one. We got rowdy a little bit, a little bit loud. Um, yeah, the person that came in the, to uh, to relieve the, uh, the, the 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 day shift person uh, said that we, we need to be a little bit more quiet. So. I think we might have uh, stirred, ruffled some feathers while we are down there, but we had a great time. I think we we tried at least twelve beers, I think, and just talked and and had a good time. And of course, I didn't log all my beers because I was busy, uh, you know, chatting with people and and having a good time. So my untapped is not very accurate. I probably missed, you know, at least four or five beers. But um, but yeah, we did that, and that and that was fun. I I uh, don't think I have anything to really mention uh special about uh oh you know what there was one beer i want to talk about uh it wasn't this wasn't actually an ohio beer this was actually a beer out of new york and it's from uh owls brew rattler now it says it's a micro brewery on untapped but i wonder if it's one of those secret bigger breweries that are you know kind of do some stuff but i don't know i don't know anything about this brewery i know it comes in cans and it's basically they make rattlers or they make blended beers and this one was called That's My Jam. And it was an amber ale blended with uh, darjeeling tea, hibiscus flour, fruit juices, and agave sugar. And uh, we grabbed it because we were really curious about, about this. And I'll tell you what, I think everyone agreed that this really worked. This was actually a pretty tasty beer. Now, it tasted like you're drinking a sweet tea with a little bit of a you know a little bit of maltiness in there but for the most part it was very easy drinkable uh, could probably mess you up pretty quick i if i remember correctly it was it was not the standard alcohol of a rattler normally rattlers are down at the two and a half to three and a half percent maybe four if you're lucky this thing was up a little bit higher i think i don't know if it was five and a half or six percent uh, a little bit higher alcohol but you know what you wouldn't be able to tell uh, it was easy easy to drink and what's funny is that um, Chris McKenzie, I guess there's something I don't know the details on this. I'm, I think Amanda and no, and Chris had something about this. That that's my jam is something that that Chris's wife says all the time. And so uh, he requested we sent a picture of uh, of the can, and he said, "Hey, I want I want you guys to go and and uh, you know simultaneously hold the can up and say that's my jam uh, to the camera and send it to him." And we did a little funny joke thing and and made a little. uh you know a little video to send for uh, for chris and and megan uh, just another fun little thing we did while we were goofing around drinking nice and uh I just was doing some
2: some research and uh yeah the uh owls brew um raised four million dollars in their series a funding round. <laughs> uh, the round included large investments from investment firm cambridge companies s p g and Anheuser-Busch Invev's Disruptive Growth Organization ZX Ventures. Oh, okay. So, okay. but I guess it started as a, uh, um, like, a tea cocktail mixing company.
1: Oh, okay. And then they,
2: they're adding beer into the portfolio. Okay.
1: So. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it works, and I think that this can really bring – I mean, for all those people that don't necessarily like beer, don't necessarily like wine – Uh, maybe they don't like cider either, but they want something that they can drink and enjoy without feeling like you're drinking alcohol. This is a good in between thing that can, I mean, I guess it can get you into becoming an alcoholic. (laughs) It's a gateway, it's a gateway to becoming an alcoholic uh, drink because, I mean, literally, it's just like drinking like a sweet tea that you just don't know that it contains that much alcohol. It really uh, hides it well. Well, over the last few weeks, I've
2: actually been hearing a bit more about, um, breweries, you know, experimenting with teas, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, kind of like a dry hop thing, but more, I'd say more, it's like a cold brew coffee addition okay. um, like for tea. Um, and then I've actually had somebody in the tap room bring it up to me. Um, but, uh it's from what I've heard from other brewers that are doing it, it's very difficult to match things up correctly and not oh. pull the wrong characters out of the tea. Um, you know, it takes a lot of experimentation to, to find the right, right matches because they, you know, tea has its own, you know, astringencies and everything else that, you know, maybe you, you have this really nice character, but when you add it to the beer, that character doesn't shine. And, you know, this other character that's, not necessarily a negative, but it, it doesn't add, maybe it detracts you from the overall experience, you know,
1: Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah, but. yeah, I could see where it'd be very tough, especially when you're adding, I mean, they were adding tea, but they were adding other stuff, too, that any of those things could trigger a little bit too much, especially agave sugar and stuff, or maybe that's how they can maybe balance things out with adding those extra things to kind of, you know, balance out the the characters. But, yeah, it's... Especially, I don't know, it seems, uh, I don't know, it seems good. If it, It's in, the, we got at the Kroger, so if you got a Kroger near you, John, go in there and check it out and grab a can and, and see what you think.
2: Yeah, I'll have to see. They're based out of Connecticut, so I don't know if they're, you know, how far west they've come yet. But oh, okay. I'll have to see and just check it out. So it sounds like something that would be Uh, super easy to drink
1: yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) especially
2: it's how hot it's been out here
1: yeah it's definitely great i mean great for a nice hot summer day uh but it will mess you up i think if you drink you know if you if you get carried away and drink too many of them (laughs) it can mess you up. (laughs) okay well then comes the big day saturday the meetup at trek first off john um, I I can't t- say enough how much that uh, I mean I think everyone had the same comments that uh, what a beautiful place that you've built you and Kristen uh, we we can see you put a lot of effort and thought into exactly what you wanted in a space for your brewery and I think you guys have done a fantastic job the 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 outside is is whelming and working and is warming and welcoming. The inside is just as welcoming and warming as you're sitting in there with a big wide open space, uh, beautiful colors, uh, you know, some great, uh, you know, great little things that you added with the, the children's play area. So uh, uh, an area to grab all kinds of different games. So if you want to come and, uh, and drink and, uh, you know, and, and visit and play a game with your, with your friends, you, you've got the opportunity and an, Nice bar and a fantastic staff. Um, I mean, for the most part, it was you and Kristen, which are fantastic. But then you had some staff come in uh, later in the day that was uh, was still very good and even even put up with my my uh, little joking around without even uh, you know getting upset, which was nice too. Because I guess I can, I might be able to grade on people's nerves. Maybe.
2: Yeah, I even told them to put you on a one strike policy, <laughs> and you didn't get kicked out, so it was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, so let's say let me just go over some of the people that showed up at, at the, uh, the event. Now, of course, we had um, Vic and Kathy that were and Kevin and, and uh, Amanda that were at the uh, hotel with us the night before. They were there. We also had um, my buddy Matt Helmer and his wife Barb. They came from Cincinnati. My buddy Derek came from uh, Detroit. Uh, our listener, Brad, Brad Fatler, came from Cincinnati, and Kyle. Kyle from Ohio. He uh, he came in just north at guess what the same town we were staying. And we didn't know he was there at Mount Vernon. Um, yeah, the little-known Cincinnati suburb of Mount Vernon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> now now I won't for, now I won't get sh- confused with everyone. I will definitely um, I definitely will remember now because now I have you know locked in my mind that uh, where people are from. So I'll get it right. I'll get it right. And guess and what? We also
2: had uh, Vic and Kathy. Yes, Vic and Kathy. Wow, well. yeah, which we
1: not. We mentioned
2: earlier, but not in this list. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and Kevin and Amanda.
1: And Kevin and Amanda. So, we had everyone. We had everyone. And let's not forget that we also had a famous internet uh, uh, hashtag, hashtag Russ is real. He showed up with his wife Katie, and now I can't say that Russ is not real. I have met Russ. And uh, he is real. So, Chris, sorry. We're going to have to stop the uh, Russ isn't real hashtag. It's uh, he is real.
2: Yeah, I'm just glad he didn't check his ID because then my actor would have been exposed.
1: <laughs> well, he did a good job. He really plays the part well. <laughs> now, I kind of missed the a, missed a boat by not uh, making a nice sign, hashtag Russ is real, uh, so we could take pictures with him. Um, but I didn't want to make him an object. You know, I didn't want to objectify him in that way. Yeah. It was great when you showed up
2: though, because you know, we were joking with him that he was the real celebrity, but like everyone was enamored that he actually was there and existed. <laughs> and, like, everyone just ignored you for a little while yeah. after you were, you know, buying beers for everybody. And then boom, here's Russ. Nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Russ is here.
1: Hey, <laughs> Forget that, Eddie. it's okay. It's okay. It was, uh it was fun. And uh, I mean, it, it was great when you walked in. Cause yeah, pretty much everything just stopped and we were off. All- I'll, uh, hanging around. So, and as you mentioned, John, uh, I did, I held up my part of the deal. I told everyone, if you come, when I come to truck brewing, I will buy your beers. And that's exactly what I did. I bought everyone that showed up for our meetup, their beers, except for one person. And that was, uh, Kyle, Kyle in Ohio. Somehow he got around my tab and didn't, uh, you know, didn't get his beers on my tab. He went and paid cash, and he went to different servers that didn't have the, you know, I told John after the first beer, I said, no, 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 make sure this next beer is on my tab. I don't want him paying. And somehow he still ended up paying. So I owe you, Kyle. I will come back, and we will drink beers together, and they will be on my tab next time. All right. And then, um, we, you know, as you mentioned, John, that uh, we didn't uh, we didn't necessarily have a lot of Trek beers on tap. But you did put together a special tap list, and I figured, who better to talk about the specialness of this tap list than you? So why don't you fill us in on what you set up for our special event?
2: Yeah, so the last two, three weeks uh, before the meetup, we had uh, some of our best weeks at, at Trek. Um, we had multiple parties in our event room. Uh, we had a charity event, oh, which I should have mentioned in our Trek update. Oh. Um, we had our, uh, our first event to benefit the Habitat for Humanity project that I believe I mentioned on the show before. Oh, yeah. The house that the house that beer built. Um, so on July 3rd, we did a, uh, fireworks for good party, um, because we can see the, the Newark fireworks from the brewery. Uh, so we sold a bunch of tickets that included a beer, included a donation to, um, the, uh, Habitat for Humanity project, and um, we sold it out. Raised over seven hundred dollars for the project, um, and uh, everybody had a really good time. Uh, but they also drank a lot of beer. Um, and then we had another party that weekend. And Fourth of July was really busy. So uh, the end of Saturday um, after the Fourth of July, we were looking at the cooler, and we had a keg in, uh, a six and a half of pale mm. ale. <laughs> and uh we're like, well, uh, we're gonna run out. Um <laughs> so what are we gonna do? Um and uh we went back and forth a whole bunch and then Kristen had the great idea of taking people on our crafter journey. You know, it's something we talk about, you know, we wanna, you know, move people along their crafter journey both on the podcast and we talk about that for the brewery as well. Um, So we said, well, why don't we, uh, you know, get, do like Cincinnati beers. Let's do Cincinnati beers at, and, uh, then we'll see what we can put together, you know, later and, you know, maybe go West coast, um, after that. And so we're kicking this around and, uh, see, you know what, why don't we reach out to Listerman brewing, uh, and see if they might. Have some beer available for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and Listerman Brewing is a brewery out of Cincinnati that started as a homebrew shop, and it's actually the homebrew shop where I got my very first equipment and ingredients. Uh, well, I should say Kristen got my very first equipment <laughs> and ingredients, um, and so that's that's literally where you know our journey towards Trek began. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out to Listerman explained you know, everything kind of gave him the backstory and they're like, great. Yeah. Well, let's do a tap takeover. We'd love to come up and like be there for it. It's like great, and They're like, when do you want to do it? And I was like this weekend. And they're like, Ooh, <laughs> and, uh, I was like, Oh, I was like, but you know, we don't distribute outside Cincinnati. It's like, fine. How about I come to Cincinnati and get the oh. beer? I said, great. So, uh, Wednesday of last week, I drove down to Cincinnati in the morning with my dad. We picked up uh, seven kegs um, and uh, drove back up, threw them all in the cooler, and then I started a brew day. So Wednesday was a really long day, but we secured a bunch of beer for our weekend. Um, so we we had five beers from Listerman um, to put on tap, and then we rounded out. Uh, the rest of the list with the Trek Pale Ale and then um, some other Cincinnati beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so from Wisterman, we had their uh, Flip Flops and Tank Tops, which is a golden ale, uh, pretty easy to drink yeah. uh, beer. Uh, their Cincy 75, which I um, was drinking when we started the show. Uh, what I'm drinking now, which is their uh, New England uh, IPA called uh, Hip Hop Battle. hmm which has been a very popular beer yeah. at the brewery. Yeah. Um, and then two darker beers. Uh, one is a stout called Port of Call, uh, which is made with uh, pineapple juice and coconut, uh, which is very delicious. Mm-hmm. And then the, the beer that I didn't, when we were looking at the list of what was available, I was like, this, uh, this beer is going to take a while to get through. Um, cause it's high in alcohol, so we got to limit, you know, serving sizes and, <laughs> um, it's only available in half barrel kegs and everything. But, uh, my friend Rob had visited us and brought us a bunch of variants of the Listerman triple digit, uh, Chacao, mm-hmm. uh, which is an Imperial brown ale with hazelnuts. Yeah. Um, nice. And I knew this beer was fantastic mm-hmm. and I was like, I just can't pass up an opportunity to bring it in. Um, so we did, so we had a couple dark, a couple bigger dark beers in the summer because the port of call is also like 7%. Um, and probably not the smartest move in the middle of summer when we're plagued with, you know, 90 plus and high humidity, but who cares your delicious beers.
1: Yeah. Um, and we're drinking inside, which is nice and cool. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we got these these great beers from Listerman, and then uh, I had some beers from Mad and Rheingeist and Urban Artifact. Uh, had some on for a little bit. Um,
1: well, I didn't get the Urban Artifact one.
2: Yeah, that one uh, was on Friday. Mm. Uh, it was like a tart wit. Oh, nice. Um, but I also had a um, like a tart pale ale, but we didn't uh, didn't get through something or didn't get through the peach dodo to, to put it on the, the Rhinegeist uh, peach dodo. Um, so yeah, we, we did an all, all Cincinnati and then, you know, as we mentioned, the, the pale kicked. So, uh, then it was truly all Cincinnati once, uh, we didn't have any track beer to put on. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah. And then, you know, can I mentioned the West coast? So this week, um, we're kind of doing a mixed tap. Uh, we'll have, so have all the Listerman, um, Beers, uh, as long as they last. And then we're bringing in some some West Coast stuff. So I'm going to have some 21st Amendment. Uh, I'm going to have the Anderson Valley uh, Rose Goza. Oh, nice. We'll be in here. Um, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, just shoots uh, fresh squeezed. Oh, um, that's nice a staple. IPA.
1: A staple. And then
2: uh, an I, a, a to be determined IPA from Stone that I haven't uh, picked yet. Oh, I have, like,
1: no. Oh, no.
2: Or three really nice, uh, like not core um, ones that uh, are all rating well despite Denny's objections, okay. Uh, to their slipping quality, and in, in, uh, in his view, in my opinion, um, which is just my yeah. opinion, yeah, which is why you don't agree with any lists out there. So,
1: <laughs> I'm, just- I'm wrong, just tell me I'm wrong.
2: <laughs> well, I, I haven't had a lot of stone lately cause my, I, as I've mentioned, my beer budget has dried up as my, uh, construction budget overfloweth. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, but so that, that was, you know, what we had to offer when we, we unfortunately just due to all the factors I mentioned earlier, um, just have not been able to keep up with demand. Yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah, well, you know what? As you mentioned, you had some great beers on tap. I I did drink all ten that you had on tap. Uh, I only logged six of them because I was busy talking, socializing. I didn't want to be have my head stuck in the phone, and I I kept telling myself, okay, I'll log into them later, and I just never logged into them. And so, but it's okay. It's just beer logins. I can always get four more. Check in somewhere else. But, uh, I, as you mentioned, John, I did really, everyone knows I'm a sucker for a good brown ale. Um, when you, when I saw that Imperial Brown, I had to have it and, I, and it was really good. I really enjoyed that beer. And I don't care if it's hot out. I'll drink a big 10% uh, Imperial Brown or 11% or whatever it was, but it was, but it was really good, really tasty, fantastic. And the other one I had that was from Cincinnati, again, I've been, I, you know, I can't get uh, Mad Tree Brewing out in my area. I have been trying some Mad Tree beers through my Tavor, um, uh, whatever uh, Tavor, not really a subscription uh, club or what do you call that kind of thing? I don't know service. Service, <laughs> Oh, yeah, service. That that works. Service. Um, but um, this one I had heard some good things about, and it's their Mad Tree Entropic theory ipa now john last year did you talk about this beer or or have you not had this before now
2: yeah i talked about it last year and then i think i I mentioned it again when it was released again yeah uh, this year
1: yeah that that is a really really good ipa i'm really glad that you had that on i was upset that you got rid of the uh or you 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 blew the um but the match, psychopathy. Yeah, the Matt's favorite yeah. beer, Psychopathy, because I want to try that one because I hear good things about that. I still haven't tried that one, but it's okay. Yeah, and
2: Matt Matt had commented on Twitter because he saw it on our tap list. He's like, "Don't run out," and <laughs> it almost made it uh, to the next day. It ran out at like nine fifteen. Oh, we close at ten on on the day before. So, uh, um, but I knew it was close uh, when I was putting in the Listerman because it was in the way to get the larger kegs in. So I had to like pull them all out and like rearrange everything and. I picked that one up. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's got like two pints. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the listerman stuff was really the star of the show, and that's what most people were going for. Um, and uh, but then some people started doing some IPA flights, and that's what ended up uh, kicking it. we yeah. did a bunch of flights of all the IPAs on the board. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: well, you had a lot of IPAs on there. Um, they were all good. everything was good. So that, yeah, that, so that pretty much sums up. We, uh, we drank, 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 and then people started, you know, wives started getting tired. And, uh, so they had to drag my butt out of there. I would, I could have yeah, stayed maybe starting- another hour or two and kept drinking, but I have to, you know, go with the, when, when, when the wives get hungry. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't that they were tired.
2: They were getting hangry.
1: So. <laughs> but it, but we did enjoy that uh, your food truck you had out there. You had that, uh, what was that, cheesy something? Yeah, two cheesy guys. Two they cheesy do a whole guys. bunch of different types of melts. Yeah, um, and those were really good. I had a, a bacon bacon cheese melt, and that was really good.
2: Um, yeah, a whole bunch of folks had the Reuben I saw. so Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, we were there. We were there for six hours. Um, we didn't quite make it to ten. We didn't make it to your closing. But hey, six hours is a good, uh, a good stint. Yeah, a bunch of lightweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we saw. Well, <laughs> of course, you know, Matt said that he hasn't been drinking, so he's not going to have very much beer, and he ended up drinking, you know, a pretty good amount, which is good for him. He needs to, to unwind a little bit, and uh, so I think they they started strong and then didn't have enough to go through. I started strong. I did. I started doing the, the 10 ounce pours for the first three beers, and then I quickly switched to the uh, 5 ounce pours because I didn't want to, you know, I needed to stay somewhat uh, lucent at the, for the event. But yeah, it went really well, yeah. um, and we went we went back and we had some uh, we had some Mexican food. Uh, that I could tell you all kinds of stories about that fun time, uh, but we'll save that for another 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 episode and then uh, we had another tasting segment a real smaller one with only two beers uh with uh, uh Matt Vic Kathy Barb Sarah my wife and and I uh, back at the hotel we were so tired that we said hey we've got two beers we want to drink let's go ahead and taste them together and called it a night which was which was good then the next day well we got together John and his wife Kristen and Russ and his wife Katie and all their kids, uh, Russ and Katie's kids and John and Kristen's kids, and we went to a brunch. And you know what? What better place to go to a brunch than to go to a brewery brunch? Uh, Three Tigers Brewing, which is uh, a a brewery literally, uh, you know, with walking distance from John's house, which is very nice. Um, I mean, you could always walk down there for a nightcap. Uh, you know, get done from working. At your brewery, get home and you're like, you know what? I'm I still got a little energy left. I'm gonna go drink down at the Three Tigers. Is that gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> never say never. Never say never. So th- now what's that was like? What a three barrel uh, brew system they had there. Or was yeah, it- I believe so. Yeah, it was a little bit smaller. Now, you know, you, we were sitting down and 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 to get to the bathroom, you walk by the brewery and John said, "Oh, you, when you, if you go to the bathroom, you can see their, you can get a peek into their brewery." I said, oh, Okay, cool. So. For some reason, I had in my mind that it was a brewery the size of what John was putting together, right? Because hey, that's what everyone puts together is a big 15-barrel brewery. And as I walk around the corner, I I just laugh because it's these small little, you know, fermenters and and brew house, and I just stuck in a in like a real small area. And I said, "That's you kind of tricked me. I thought you, you were talking like a big." You know, a big brewery, but it was still... Well, you also thought you'd be
2: looking at it while you peed at the urine. Yeah. Room. So, let's <laughs> thought, be honest. Yeah. You're, you're way off in a, in a lot of regard. But, hey, I'd, I'd kill to have three-barrel right now. You
1: know? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah, if you if you had three-barrels right now, you'd be in heaven. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, but, uh, but, yeah, we had a nice uh, Sunday brunch. And, uh, for one thing, uh, the food, they, they offer some really unique you know, well, not too unique, but some really good food items that you could choose from. Which I had uh, the eggs Benedict that were really, really good, and the potatoes were fantastic. And they also allow you to drink at 10 a.m. in the morning. So hey, if I can get beer at 10 a.m., I ordered some beer, and and I didn't just go for one beer. I went for the flight, the flight of six beers, and uh, and they also had uh, what did they have? Mimosa flights too, which was interesting. I never heard of a mimosa flight where you get different. Samples of of uh, juices and champagne, and uh, so we. I, I think uh, Russ. I think Katie. I, I wouldn't say Russ got it. Katie got the mimosa flight and yeah. shared it with uh, everyone that tastes tastes those mimosas. Uh, so I, I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. But uh, I did drink. Uh, let's see, they I, they had five uh, three tigers beers on tap, and, and they had one spot of the flight that I could get uh, a guest tap. And I really enjoyed all the beers that Three Tigers had. Uh, The one I think that I really enjoy, which is is their Honey Pecan Brown Ale. Again, um, I like brown ales, and I I, I like seeing that style. Yeah, and that's their newest beer they just added to the lineup. Yeah, you didn't have that one. You had something different, right, when you...
2: No, uh, well... I ended up having something different. I ordered that one, and then Kristen took it from me. So oh, yeah. <laughs> But oh, I, I did man. get I get to did get to drink some of it. Okay.
1: So. Okay. Did, so what she liked that one better than one she ordered? Is that why she Well I ordered it, then she said,
2: Oh, that's what I was gonna order. And I said, Okay, we'll order something else and you know we can share. So she's like, All right, the Amber Ale. I okay. Like, what?
1: <laughs> so so actually the Amber Ale was pretty good too. I you know, you know that I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Amber, but that was pretty good. No, it was nice, but when I say,
2: oh, go pick something else, is not what I expected to come
1: back after. <laughs> <laughs> you expected her to say, okay, I'll have the next beer I'm going to talk about, which is the Jackie O's Matriarch Triple IPA. Is that what you wanted her to order? Well, you know, I only had to walk. I didn't have to drive anywhere, so that would have been <laughs> fine. So. Uh, yeah, I uh, I couldn't I couldn't pass up getting a Jackie O's beer on tap while I'm in Ohio because I So far, everything I've had from Jackie O's has been really, really good, and I hear great things about the brewery. I know John, that you and Kristen visited and had a good time. And yeah, and if we
2: weren't doing our special event, usually we have at least one of theirs on tap. Oh, nice. So, so uh,
1: I'll tell you what, this Matriarch Triple IPA—it uh, was a big beer, uh, 11% ABV, a big, big beer, but it was really smooth and uh, and really good. I really, I really enjoyed it. So. Um, yeah.
2: yeah yeah you were kind enough to share that and yeah the step i took is like wow you cannot tell that this is 11 yeah. percent at all yeah. like it it was very very smooth for what it was so
1: yeah yeah so uh, yeah it was a hey, it was a great brunch uh good food good beer good mimosas <laughs> <laughs> uh it didn't get a, i will say that it did get a little loud because the uh, world cup game final was on and the and they brought a bunch like, like a couple families came in with a bunch of soccer kids and man those kids were uh, I had to actually when we got ready to leave I had to step out because they were literally piercing my brain with their with their screams and noises I had to step out of the building. Yeah,
2: yeah we had a really calm like first 45 minutes or so because it seemed like everybody's just waiting to come in to watch a World Cup. We almost had the place to ourselves mm-hmm. for a while and then yeah the the uh, groups came in and just started screaming at every non-event that was happening in yeah. soccer. So,
1: yeah, it just, it, I have a, I have a certain thresh pain, pain threshold with that kind of uh noise. And it definitely, by the time we left, it reached the, that threshold. <laughs> it might've been the 11% beer I was drinking too. Might've helped along. Uh don't, don't. <laughs> <say that. laughs> All right. Well then, uh, Sarah and I headed back to Pittsburgh. Cause again, we were flying back out of Pittsburgh and, on Sunday, there was a Grand Prix of uh, races going on in Pittsburgh that Sarah was very, very interested in attending. and um, So we're, he- we're heading back, and then all of a sudden we're driving, and there's a storm. A storm came in. I don't know if you got the storm. I, I think, John, we mentioned that it was supposed to come around uh, your area about two, but we were all the way in, uh, like like right at the corner of West Virginia coming into Pennsylvania where the storm hit. And it was lightning, thunder, and pouring down rain. Well, that thing carried right on into Pittsburgh, and uh, they they had to close down the. I think they they closed down the races a little early. So we got back into Pittsburgh, and by the time we we were ready to go over the races, they were already ending them. So we we decided, okay, we'll uh, we'll not do the, you know, we're we'll not do that event today. Uh, next time we come into Pittsburgh when those races are going on for sure. If I don't take my wife to see them, she'll be. Very upset because um, but we did get a video amanda was was kind enough to to take a video of the race and send it to Sarah and she was pretty excited to to see some of the race but that was pretty i mean it's kind of cool that they do a a grand Prix race down there every year uh, something that I think that if you guys are interested in that you guys should definitely go check it out and then enjoy uh, what Pittsburgh has to offer and that's it that is my vacation i it was a it was a very Fun-filled, packed, busy, long days, no sleep, uh, but absolutely fantastic vacation that I really needed. Uh, it had been a while since I had a vacation, and 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 Sarah and I really enjoyed just uh, you know going out and, and having fun and, and doing a little drinking and doing a little sightseeing and, and visiting with a lot of great great people. That's the best part is all the people really enjoyed it. All right, anything else, John? You want to throw in about our event? I don't think so. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It's
2: great to finally put some faces to Twitter profiles.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, for I sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and if you're on Facebook, you can go check out. I did post a bunch of pictures with me and and John and and the other guys all you know in front of the Trek sign and different different areas of the bar, uh, just to kind of show off the the people and uh, and and what was going on. So you can get a little peek into the fun and join us on our next one, because I will be coming back to Ohio next year. Uh, if not sooner, maybe I'll come back sooner if something else uh, drives me over there. If John has a special event that I just can't miss, maybe I'll take a flight myself and uh, and get into Columbus and, and uh, go see it. But I will be back at Trek. I will have another meetup there. So keep your, you know, if it sounds like something fun that you enjoy, keep your calendars uh open for uh, next uh, next year sometime for sure okay now we do have our last hop cloth t-shirt giveaway and I didn't announce this on the show I did post it on Twitter and Facebook that we were doing our last t-shirt giveaway at the the meetup and it basically if you showed up at the meetup whether you're you know, the, the listener or the wife or whoever you were entered into the contest to win the last top cloth t-shirt we will be giving away. Uh, and, uh, that's what I did. We had, I think if I counted correctly, we had 12 entries. I didn't count my wife or myself in, in those entries or John or his wife. Oh, I thought finally I'd get one. No, no, because, uh, you, <laughs> we don't count, but, but, uh, the people that, uh, aren't hosts of the show, we had 12 entries and, uh, I just kind of randomized it and then, you know, whoever won, won. And, uh, let's just announce the winner. The winner is, drumroll, Mr. Derek Landricks from Detroit. Yes, you have just won yourself a hop cloth drink beer from here t shirt with the state of your choice and the color. Woohoo! Way to go, Derek. Hey, Yay. I really, I mean, hey, it was fantastic that you drove all the way down from Detroit that morning, stayed with us for six hours, and then drove yourself back, back up to Detroit, and made it safely. That's the key. Um, so, hey, thank you very much for attending. And as a, as a, uh, you know, as a side prize, you get yourself a t-shirt. Just go ahead, send me your the state you want, which I'm assuming is going to be Michigan. Why not? I mean, Detroit. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah, Detroit's in Michigan. Okay. Yeah, the state of Detroit. <laughs> it might be its own st- its own state, but yeah, Michigan, because as far as we know, Michigan is the biggest beer state in the U.S. because they have the most votes in the uh, the Homebrewers uh, Club, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, Michigan. I'm sure it's what it is. Your size. Send us your size of t-shirts that you that you wear that you want, and if there's a color choice, um, again, you can find the color choices at the uh, hopcloth.com site. Pick your color, size, and uh, send it to me, and I'll get that shirt off to you as soon as possible. We've got some voicemail, and we don't only have one voicemail. We have four voicemails. Now, it is all from the same person. It's from our great, great listener, Mr. Robert. He's chew your beer on Twitter and Untapped. He sent us four voicemails. He was... After the last episode, he was—he had so much to say, he couldn't get it into one three-minute message, so he gave us four messages. So what we're going to do is we'll go ahead and we'll start off with voicemail one. John and I will then take a break between the second one. We'll talk about a couple things. We'll start the second one, talk about a couple things. Third one, talk about a couple things, and end it with number four. And, uh, Robert, we really appreciate you taking the time to send us this voicemail. So here's voicemail number one.
0: Hey, Ted the Crafts, Dairy John Rain, uh, Tech Brewing, uh, Robert, aka SpongeBobby's, aka Junior Beer, on Twitter and on Tap. Uh, just a few, uh, a, a few things. I'm a little buzz. Yes, I've been drinking some holly Beechwood, uh, beers. Um uh, okay, let's get down to it. Uh, L, CB. What is it called? Local Craft Brewery. It's in uh, Tehachapi. It's between uh, Bakersfield and Lancaster. It's distributed a lot in Southern California. It's a uh, it's a small brewery. I think it's the only brewery in Tehachapi. I was actually going to make the uh, the tr- the trek out there, but I never did. Uh, one thing that that happened was. They made this hazy, he's, he's, they're big about hazy IPAs. They made a beer called It's Huge with, uh, President Donald Trump on the cover. And it, it, it was, um. let's just say it was not carbonated, flat. Um, it was a triple hazy IPA. It, it just really bad. And it, and it gave me, basically, that beer has kept me from purchasing other beers from that beer company. Um, other people say other beers are delicious and and what have you, but honestly, when you have a really bad beer, it's really hard to give them money um for other beers that you might think that might be bad as well so to the to this call to this uh, voicemail, um uh, if I get cut off, I'll call you back. Um, Hazy beers um it seems like there's another brewery called uh brewery west out of uh san pedro california uh heavily distributed in southern california it seems like every hazy beer that i have from them is the same fucking beer uh i apologize for the cuss you can beat that it's it feels like it's the same beer just in a different can different label it's hazy ipas can't you really can't do a lot with them i don't think you can um I hate to say that, but that's how I feel. I feel like, uh, I, uh, Bird West, I stopped purchasing them. I was really big into them. But it, it's really bad when you have, uh, one called, uh, um, I forgot the name of it. You can check it on the tab. It's, I think it's called, uh, 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 friend, uh, or uh, uh, something really, uh, for really, for really hazy IPA. And I really scored it low and I gave it, uh, a really bad not a really bad uh review but i did say you know for really i expect something different every time i buy a hazy ipa from you guys
1: anyways all right robert hey thank you very much for explaining what this whole local craft beer to is all about now now i understand it's a it's a southern california brewery uh you know kind of focused on hazy ipa beers uh, you didn't have a very good experience, which is sad. And I understand that these beers are expensive, and you don't want to take a chance on a brewery if you already had a bad experience. But let me just urge you to to go ahead and, and give them another try, because the beer I had was actually really good. So maybe you had a bad experience the first time, but maybe the second beer won't be so bad. Now, if they fail you twice, then you can shake them off for good. All right, now let's go ahead and listen to voicemail 2.
0: Is to your beer again, Robert, with message number two. Uh, let's continue the voicemail. Um, back to Brewery West, like I said, every single Hazy IPA that I had from them basically tastes damn safe. Um, Hazy IPAs, I think they're overrated. They're juicy. They're delicious. but you can't really drink so many of them like you could like a regular IPA. But like, I can actually buy a six-pack of stone IPAs and enjoy every single one. While barbecuing, but if I pop open a six pack of hazy IPAs of Brewery West or uh, local uh, beer, uh, local craft brewery, it, it it after the second one I, I want to change that up, and it's because of the the heavy heavy yeast and oats and all that. Um, anyways, uh, what else? Oh, price. Uh, someone was complaining about paying $22 for a four pack of 16 ounce. We paid $25.99. $25.99 for six packs. Uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, for a four pack of 16 ounce TV IPAs. It's ridiculous. When you buy it, uh, um, luckily my, my bottle shop does single cans. They come up to six bucks. I'd rather pay six bucks for a beer that I might not like and don't have to finish. Or force myself to drink three other ones. Uh, for instance, uh, I bought a milkshake IPA raspberries. It was a tart, uh, milkshake IPA from Harrow Lodge over in Covina. Um, it, it was called Otter Hops. Amazing, amazing, uh, label. It reminded me, it's basically just, a uh, uh, the Otter, uh, the Otter Pops. Remember those popsicles you buy and you threw in the freezer? Uh, same thing. The beer smelled amazing, sweet, uh, a lot of, you know, when you pop it open, you smell the raspberry, the sweetness of, of everything, but when you drank it, it was not appealing. It was sour and tart, and it tasted like a red, red wine that was not, not so fine. You see what I did there? It was that bad. I, I, it was a, fun, it was a, it was basically a, a pour out. I poured it out. I didn't finish it. I did not appreciate it. I was happy that I bought a can. Um, what else? Let me tell you about McLeod. McCloud has been doing amazing. They went to the International San Diego Beer Festival. They've won gold and silver. Gold with their uh, Van Ice Lager and silver with their, uh I think it's called uh, London Lager um the uh, uh i'm hoping to hear a lot of great things from them at d a b f um what else uh the price uh, there's a few things it was a price, the hazy i p a s the
1: flavors uh i should have all right well it looks like Robert isn't a big fan of this haze craze of the hazy i p a s uh, and you know what i can understand his concerns. I also feel sometimes when I'm drinking some of these hazy IPAs that they do come across tasting very similar to one another. And even from the same brewery that has different beers, a lot of times there's only slight nuances that are different. But sometimes there's big differences too. So don't necessarily give up on, uh, on the haze craze because uh, one minute you might have one that tastes like everything else. And the next minute you'll have a, a big, very good one. But, uh, I can also understand your concern with the heaviness of those beers and of course, uh, that yeast character. I know that we, you know, when I was talking with some of the guys, uh, at the event, um, you know, I, I didn't real. I mean, I kind of knew that, that yeast care, you know, yeasty, uh, beers can at t- have tendencies to cause some, uh, some issues with digestive systems. Um, and that, that definitely could be a problem with these with these hazy IPAs. John, have you heard well, of uh, a problem?
2: Really like there, sh- there shouldn't be like actual yeast in the hazy IPA if they're done correctly. Okay. Um, that should actually drop out. It is a, like what they're benefiting from is a reaction between the yeast and the hops. Uh-huh. you dry hop these earlier than a normal IPA. Okay. Um, like during active fermentation. Okay. Um, but the yeast should drop out and like, I feel like we're far enough into this now that people have a better idea what they're doing. You know, they're not adding flour. They're not, you know, sending these out like hefeweizen, of saying, store it upside down so that when you <laughs> serve it, the yeast is in suspension, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. type of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there should be like, if it's done to, to, I guess the what's become accepted as the style, um, there shouldn't be too much yeastiness, but, you know, I think one part of why these are all tasting the same is there's been a bit huge push for all the, the really hot hops right now to be a lot of the same tropical kind of characters. Yeah. And so there's not, you know, when you just are jam packing with the hottest hop in these things, it, it's all tropical. It's all, you know, any yeah, other might be some nuances between them, but really they have the same general profile. Um, and that's just, you know, pog juice, essentially. Yeah, like exactly, you know, pog,
1: yeah, yeah. Um pog juice.
2: So, you know, I, I can see there being a lot of fatigue in terms of just kind of being the same. But, you know, people are starting now to branch out with some, you know, different fruit additions and other, other additions to these things. And, you know, we'll see if the, if it's, starts turning into a fad and kind of fades away or you know we'll we'll see i guess but at least for now it seems to be holding on for a lot longer than anybody thought it might yeah for
1: sure for sure i mean it definitely has a following i i didn't think i was going to get into it as much as i have but i've actually found myself like every hazy ipa i've have to try now because i want to see if that if you know if they're doing something different or if i enjoy it you know, I, I enjoy, I'm starting to really enjoy those hazy IPAs. So I guess I'm one of the I'm one of the problem, the people, the problem childs that just uh, just want to keep getting more and more Man, of these. You've always been a problem. <laughs> that's true. But what about the price of beer in California? He's saying twenty five ninety nine for a four pack of sixteen ounce beers for some of these uh, hazy IPAs. Now, wow, that's uh, that's pretty steep. I mean, you know, all I can say
2: is come, come to Ohio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper, right? It's not. More, it, oh much. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Way cheaper. Yeah, it's twenty six bucks. I no, no, I can't. I mean, I cringe when I pay, you know, you know, between sixteen and twenty dollars for a four pack of those. Oh really? Because I, I was like the number I was holding in my head when you were
2: starting that is like twelve to fourteen. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I.
1: Well, of course, <laughs> no, I cringe with to that too. Oh, Here, for you. I think oh. that's...
2: That's the you know, I mean, our standard six packs are between eight and ten dollars, and then, like the really fancy four packs, you end up twelve to fourteen. Yeah. you know then you have really random one offs like that'll go higher, but it's not a normal you know thing,
1: yeah, yeah, so, I, I, i've I've come to realize that I just buy single cans at first, and if I like it, I go back and buy a four pack. Again, you, like Robert was saying, you don't want to take the chance of, you know, you're going to pick up a four pack for 26 bucks and then you realize that that beer tastes like crap. Now you got three more beers that you paid a lot of money for. So I agree with that statement that, Hey, try one. If you can, if you can go somewhere that sells singles, try one. If it's good, go grab that four pack and pay the money. If, if the beer was good enough to that warranted that kind of price. That's what I'm doing. Even with the revision stuff that I know is usually always great. I'm always weary now because now they're starting to re-release the hazy beers series. You know, they, they went and did two different beers a month each month. And now they're coming back and rotating back in to those beers that I had a year ago. But if, because I don't know if the beers are going to be exactly the same as I remembered them from the first time, I'm getting one trying them. If it's good, I'll buy a four pack. But if it, you know, but I, I still have to test it. I need to test the waters because there's too much variation that can occur in those, in those styles. I just don't want to get stuck with something I don't like.
2: Yeah, I will say the one thing I really miss from Seattle is a bottle shop where I can buy singles, which I just <laughs> don't have one nearby. Uh, I think there are a couple of places in Columbus that'll do it, um, but uh, yeah, I'd have to drive, you know, forty-five minutes to an hour to get there, and that's not really worth it
1: yeah <laughs> so. oh yeah oh yeah so the the last thing he mentioned in the email was about mcleod brewing and remember he sent us some mcleod beers those are that's the cask the cask uh beer
2: yeah and i to try some when i was in uh, san diego
1: yeah yeah so they were you know they were there was a little bit of controversy we did an article uh i think you know maybe last year sometime that that uh I don't know if it was the owner or if it was one of the brewers or whatever that, that one of the co-owners decided to leave because he wanted to have the traditional cask type uh, beer and then because of the, the the challenges that are involved in making production of cask and getting them out in cans and stuff and bottles of people that they had to change some of the, the ways they were doing things. I thought that there might be trouble brewing in the uh, McLeod brewery, but it looks like according to Robert, that they're still brewing some fantastic beers and still going strong. They won a gold and a silver at the San Diego Brew Fest. So, hey, good for them. Good beers, for sure. All right, John, let's go into voicemail number three. Yes, I stay tuned. Three more minutes of Robert. Let's go now.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is voicemail number three. I apologize to the listeners, to you guys. I had a lot to get off my chest uh okay so i talked about pricing uh 25.99 is a four pack of 16 ounce. okay guys that's what we pay luckily we get to buy singles at 6.99 which is fine i can taste it and not enjoy it and what have you and not feel bad at least i get to untap that uh let me see what else uh we talked about that i talked about the hazies i talked about uh, pricing, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Yes! Trek Brewing. John Green. Uh, what's, you guys had a contest. Name that brewer or what have you. What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm on my toes. I'm wondering what's gonna happen. Uh, it's not that hard. If there's legal issues, there ain't no legal issues. I'm not going to sue you. You can have a goddamn name. Just give me a shirt. (laughs) I would love to have a shirt for my wife. My wife loves brewery shirts. She's not a big beer lady, a big beer drinker, but she likes to wear something when she goes out with me to represent craft beer. Um, Let me know what's going on. Uh, Other than that, guys, I love you guys. I haven't been. uh, Yes, I have, but you guys just don't. I listen to you religiously. I promote you guys religiously. And Tap the Craft is still one of my number, one of my top three craft beer bre- uh Let me put it out there. Between Tap the Craft, Perfect Pour, and the Four Brewers, you three are my top three. Out of five, you guys are my top three. Uh, craft Beer Podcast. appreciate everything. Uh, John, I'm really, really proud of you of everything you've done and accomplished with Trek Brewing. I, I, I don't follow you on Facebook because I don't Facebook. I don't Instagram, but I Twitter. And I follow everything. And every time I see something you put up, it puts a big smile on my face because from someone that came from home brewing to doing what you're doing now, you're living the American dream. And I pray to God that he gives you and your family, everything you deserve, man, because you work hard and you deserve it. Um, uh, Denny, you, for uh, giving all this information to myself, I also pray to the the man upstairs to give you and, and, and give you health and wealth to you and your family, man. I really appreciate everything. Uh, this is not the beer talking. This is my heart talking. Uh, this is Chew Your Beer. Follow me on tap. Um, I don't know if you guys even
1: noticed that okay John I think this is uh mainly directed to you he is asking what is up with this t-shirt contest that we've been holding for like two months uh is there is there a chance that he could win a prize for his wife that uh, you know he says he's not going to hold you accountable for trademark or copyright problems and no legal issues
2: yeah I will say I'm not afraid of Robert for uh, <laughs> legal issues um, things we're working out or other other places, uh, making sure that we don't infringe on the brewery or, you know, anybody like that. Um, I will say that uh, we have selected one of the entries. Oh, OK. I'm not going to say who. Oh, oh, okay. but uh, I think we've cleared up our issues. OK. So we're going to be kind of unveiling everything all at once of some new names and everything, uh, probably close to our grand opening and someone will be getting a shirt.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, how soon is your grand opening? How long do we got to just kind of uh, drag them along? Uh, no more than
2: five years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the way things are moving, I'm really confident that we'll get it done in that time. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, no, we're, uh, we're kind of moving towards grand opening is basically as soon as we're getting beer off of our 15-barrel system that – falls within our specs. Okay. So, um, cause that will let us have enough beer to be open our full schedule. Um, you know, not just two days a week. So, yeah. Uh, really it should be within the next two or three months. Okay. But I'm just saying five years to cover on a basis.
1: Okay. Okay. So, all right, Robert, you got to keep, keep the, uh, leash on. I don't want to say leash. Keep, keep the rain. No, uh, keep hope alive, keep hope yeah. alive. Just cuddle up with your wife. Say, hey, one day you might have another brewery t shirt. Just, you know, just kind of like, uh, you know, keep her, keep her, keep her comfort, comfort, comfortable. Um, all right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? He had some great things to say about, you know, you and Trek Brewing and about the fact that, hey, you're living your American dream and going out there, starting up your own business, leaving a really nice job and and and, uh, and stability to go into the unknown, which you have had a lot of this uh, rocky road since you've been working as a brewery with the different uh, things that have come up that, uh, that you had to fix and, you know, new roofs, new air conditioning, new this, that, uh, valves, uh, you know, all this stuff. Uh, but, hey, he just gives his hat off to you for... Uh, you know, for that, uh, for doing that. And I thought it's heart, heart filled. Um, you know, he, he actually really feels strong about it. And obviously you can hear it in the, in the voicemail. I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And I, I really do appreciate that, Robert. You know, it's, uh, the, these, uh, last few weeks have been probably the most difficult, um, as we've gone through here, uh, you know, we're, We've been just so so close to you know firing everything up. Um, it's and every day that goes by is you know tightening the the purse strings and even more tightening of the purse strings and and all that. And um, but I, I I really appreciate it because you know this has been our our most our most trying time. I mean, we, we tried to plan for, you know, bad things to happen and, you know, cause it, I think I, when we first started talking about this, you know, I was saying, you, know, yeah, everybody says double your timeline and, and triple your budget. And, you know, we tried to build that stuff in, you know, and everything, but uh, yeah, we're uh, approaching the point where we will have our grand opening a full year after our, <laughs> our planned grand opening. Okay. Um, so, you know, the, we're we're getting close though. But I, I appreciate it. You know, I people ask me all the time, you know, is it worth it? Did you did you screw up? I was like, Well, I don't know fully yet if I screwed up. I mean there's still time. Plenty of time. It's still early. To, Come on. There's plenty of time for me to tank this thing. Um but uh no, I said, you know, most days I'm really happy about it. And I feel like that's the best I could ask for, yeah. you know, cause there's, there's always things that are going to happen. There's always things that are going to come up and it's different when you're the, you're the guy that has to deal with the shit. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So to speak, hey, uh, you can, you can bleep that out.
1: I'm not going <laughs> to bleep it out. Hey, we're a mostly clean podcast. And when it, and that's a, a actually a viable word now in the, uh, television. That's right. It's on TV. Yeah, so. It's on TV. So it's okay. It's, yeah. uh, it's clean. <laughs> yeah, so so what do you think? Uh, he also says we're in the top three craft beer podcast list. That's pretty impressive. We're a top three craft beer podcast. I'm, I mean, I would have liked to hear him say top one, but it's okay. I'll, I'll take top three.
2: I don't know. I'm, you know,
1: the way the way things are
2: going for me right now, top twenty is great. So <laughs>
1: top three, I'm I'm over the moon. Top three, yes, I can. I'm gonna put that as our byline. We're a top three craft beer podcast come listen to us now uh which is good he put us up with some some you know perfect pour the four brewers and tap the craft hey i'll be in that group those are all uh you know those other two shows are funny shows and we're not necessarily out there to be comedians and make you laugh and and stuff we're out there to teach people so if we make the top three list and we're not one of the top funny ones i'm okay with that i'll be number three at bringing in the education. I like that. All right, John, should we get the last one out of the way? Out of the way. I think we need our
2: triumphant finish. That's what you mean.
1: <laughs> I mean, should we get the, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right, John. Should the we pinnacle voicemail? The pinnacle, mm-hmm. the grand finale of voicemails. We thought we were over at that number three. You know, he ended it, but it wasn't over. He brought back one more voicemail. Let's hear it right now. All right. I'm sorry.
0: This is it. Last one. I apologize. I just want to tip this out because this uh, benefits everybody that listens to Taptograph. Follow me on Untap. Chew your beer on Untap. I host a lot of games on Untap. A fill in the blank contest is where I, I post a beer and then I fill it. It's kind of like uh, Mad Libs, but, you know, a little easier. It's called Fill in the Blank Contest. You fill in the blanks. The one that makes me laugh the most guess what? You win that beer that I'm drinking and I'll mail it out to you. Okay? Uh, I also do host a Easter egg on Untappd. Uh, what I do is I'll drink a beer and I'll put an Easter egg somewhere in, in my picture and the first person to find it, guess what? They win that beer that I'm drinking. I like to share what I'm drinking with the community, not only with Untapped, but also for you to enjoy it. So I've had people from Maine, uh, uh, Florida, uh, San Diego, Fresno, Utah, um, Connecticut, people have won, and I have sent beers out to them. People have won, <coughs> I'm sorry, Beachwood Barbecue, um, Beachwood Brewery, Citrohalic, Amalgamator, um, local beers, 818 Brewery beers, McLeod beers. I do this just because I love the community. I love the craft movement. And I don't ask for the winner to send anything to me. I ask them just to appreciate it and to call into the local, uh, podcast and just let them know how they got that beer or what have you. Um, if you guys have any, any questions, hit me up on Twitter at ChewYourBeer. Uh, at chew your beer or I think it's, yeah, at chew your beer, and I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, other than that, uh, Danny, John, I love you guys, man. Appreciate everything you guys have done. And uh, I wish I could make it to your meetup, but you they are too damn far. If I can ride a bike, I would be there in a minute. But other than that, have a beer for me, enjoy everything. And hopefully all these get in. I apologize for the time. I am a little buzzed. It's Friday. It's 116 outside. I'm inside with air conditioning watching The Patriot. Because why? Because I love America. Peace out, boys.
1: Okay. Robert is, uh, you know what, this guy truly loves craft beer and he loves sharing craft beer. He has these, you know, these contests going on on Twitter and Untapped. And if you want to join in on his contest, you can do that. Just follow Robert at ChewYourBeer. At ChewYourBeer on Untapped, at ChewYourBeer on Twitter. And get in on some of these, these contests he does. I see them all the time. I would love to play along. But uh, you know what? Maybe I will start playing along, but I feel guilty if I play along in his uh, games when I'm, you know, I'm not. But you know what? He's, it's for us. Why not? I'll fill in the blanks. Uh, I'll play the Mad Lib type, uh, type uh, trivia or fill in the blank, Ad Lib type thing. I'll, and the Easter egg one, that, that sounds intriguing. Now I, I need to look at these photos more closely and see if I can find the Easter egg in the photo. And uh, But yeah, thank you, Robert, for letting us... But letting our listeners know that you like to give away beer from all over, or to all over the country, from California. And hey, I'll take some Beechwood. Uh, you know, I need, I need to get in on these contests, so I can get some Beechwood. That's the only way I'm going to get it unless I come and visit. Which I should come visit you. I owe that to you for sure. All right, let's move on to some listener feedback, which we didn't have any except for our Twitter poll. We had a Twitter poll, when you visit a brewery, do you prefer to have them serve you food, have a food truck available, bring your own food, or just snack on their free snacks that they provide? And uh, let's start with the the last place with zero votes. Yep, bring your own food. Nobody wants to bring their own food. Uh, Interesting. You know, John, uh, Sarah brought some food. We brought some chips and some chips i guess and some turkey and some popcorn and some fruit and some fruit and guess what nobody ate it uh
2: i guess it's because you put it on a table in the other area of the tap room and (laughs) just abandoned it but uh we actually get asked a lot if people can bring their own stuff in um you know either they don't like the style of food that the food truck has or whatever but you know it's actually a question we get a lot, and people bring in their own food all the time yeah, to the brewery. Yeah,
1: I, I think most breweries don't mind it because if they're if people are eating, and then they're, they're they're most likely going to drink more, so they're going to get more business because they're putting food in their stomach and they're able to drink a little bit more. But it looks like people don't want to do that; they they want to be served. So let's see the uh, the 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 third place was just eating the free snacks. Uh, we had three votes for that. Oh, the total votes were twenty four, by the way. So three of those 24 were were uh, uh, just eating the the free snacks. Uh, then the second place was have a food truck available. That was nine votes. And, of course, the majority of the people with 12 votes want to have food available from the brewery itself. So there you go. That's what people want. And Yep. And I will say we have had people walk out because we didn't
2: have food service. Really? Wow. They were all couples in their 70s. Oh, <laughs> we had people walk out because they never didn't have food service.
1: Wow, so, wow. Okay, they ah, that's interesting. interesting. Okay, they don't like but that.
2: it. It partially comes from the fact that this building for the last thirty years was a full service restaurant. Yeah, so it's it's kind of you know that's what people know. So, um, some of that's education on our part. Some of that is teaching them how to walk to the food truck. Um, you know, but.
1: Hey,
2: eventually we might have our own Twitter available. You never know.
1: Yeah, it's in the plans.
2: So, yeah.
1: It's in the plans. in the plans. All right. Well, hey, I got another Twitter poll up today. And it will run through Tuesday, July 24th. So you've got a week. Well, actually, you got, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You got six days this time to answer the poll. And this was actually brought to us. Remember, I, I put out to our listeners, hey, you got any ideas for polls? Send them to me. And uh, we we had a, a listener do that, Mr. Yo Jimbo two thousand, uh, our our friend David Makazuki, he uh, he he gave us this uh, poll suggestion, and it is what is your favorite style of IPA? Is it the single, the double, or imperial? The triple or quad? Which style is your favorite? And we already had a a dozen uh, entries today, so we still got a lot of time left to go out there and and uh, give you or give us your favorite IPA style. Okay, so if you want to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can do that through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or through Twitter, just follow us at tapthecraft. And feel free to follow and post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. And don't forget, we do have that voicemail number. You can call 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. If you uh, can remember that better, then go ahead and use that number like Robert did. Leave us your feedback, your questions. Let your voice be heard on the show. Okay, John, um, I told you behind the scenes that we wouldn't have a show over an hour, but you know what? I couldn't let our buddy Tom Joseph down and have another short show. He's had enough short shows in the past few months, so guess what? We're going to have a longer show, but... With that said, it is time to bring the show to a close. So, could you please let us know who you'd like to raise a glass to tonight? I just want to thank everybody
2: that that came out to the meetup. I mean, it, it was awesome to uh, get to spend time with everybody, and I actually got to get on the other side of the bar for a while. And, yes, you did. You know, have a couple beers. You know, rub elbows with folks and and have a good time while uh, I put Kristen to work. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it was awesome, and I, you know, I hope that we'll be able to to meet some more folks as as we move forward here because it, it was a great time getting getting everybody together.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time. Is that it? That's it for me. Okay. Well, you know what? I have to raise my glass to you and Kristen, John, for uh, inviting us to come hang out at your brewery. I know that's a little stressful when I we get a big group in there that can be a little rowdy. And uh, I'm glad you didn't kick us out. Uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't break anything. But, you know, Matt right off the bat started <laughs> spilling beer and he spilled it a few times. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we just went with the flow and it was okay. But uh,
2: so I'm glad you mentioned Matt. Uh, and, yeah, he did spill his beer the second he got it. And then he spilled it again <laughs> in the lobby as we went to do our tour. And then he was the only person in the group that later the bartenders were like, hey, the guy in the Hawaiian shirt uh, yeah, what's the deal? Should we like do something? He's like, no, no, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Wow.
1: So yeah,
2: Matt could be a little wild, wild and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, his picture is up behind the bar now that was his one and only shot. I hope he enjoyed it. But, um, well, yeah, I was going to do this privately, but heck yeah. You know, well, everybody was there. Everybody yeah, experienced it. Yeah. We all know.
1: Yeah, no, it was a a great time, and we do appreciate your hospitality. And we have, and I think, I think every, I mean, there's no doubt that we all really enjoyed ourselves, and we will be back. We will be back for more. So you better prepare your staff for us next time. Make sure they got a picture of me too, because no one didn't even recognize me when I went there. You know, I thought she would have, I would have been recognized as being. Well, I was upset that they did ignore my my plea to charge you double. So (laughs) I I am going to have to work with them on that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. I I also, I need to raise a glass to again, Kevin and Amanda for their awesome, excellent, fantastic above and beyond hospitality. uh, Great hosts, great tour guides of Pittsburgh. These guys are ambassadors to the Pittsburgh city, the city of Pittsburgh. And uh, Hey, thank you very much. Cheers to you or a great time, and uh, hey, you know what, I'm gonna raise a glass tonight also to my mom. It's her birthday today, and I, I, uh, I called her this morning, we talked for a good hour and a half, and had a fantastic conversation, and uh, I just wanna wish her a happy birthday, and uh, many, many more to come. And I also need to, oh, and I, before I finish my shout outs, one more shout out to, again, like John said, everyone that came out to the meetup, uh, we all got along great. Um, I know that it can be a little bit nervous when you are going to an event, and not know what to expect for the people. But I think I hope that that uh, Brad and Kyle and Russ, uh, you know, and Derek and Vic and Kathy. I mean, I already know Vic and Kathy and Matt and Barb, so they already knew us. But I hope that uh, we made you feel welcome, and that you it seemed like you guys quickly your nervousness quickly disappeared as you got to know us a little bit better. And I look forward to our next meeting uh, again. So cheers to everyone that, that came. And of course, I, I have to raise a glass to all the servicemen and women out there who are protecting our freedoms. Uh, thank you for your service, and cheers to you. And again, hop cloth Apparel. They are providing that, that shirt, that Derek one, uh, and I Encourage all of our listeners to go to hopcloth.com and check out their creative craft beer clothing line. And, of course, use the code TAPTHECRAFT at checkout to get free shipping. And you can find the beers and links to the articles mentioned in the show in the show notes located at the show post at openformradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and on Tap at Loose Screw. And, John, how can our listeners follow you?
2: On Twitter at Prime Brewing on tapprime.wa, which I'm going to, have to start using to follow Robert's Contest. Yes. And uh, you can follow the brewery, Trek Brewing, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at trekbrewing, or visit the website, trekbeer.com.
1: Excellent. All right. It is last call. It is time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank all of you for downloading and listening. And we ask you to please tell a friend. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes. Stitcher Radio, tune in or Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we are a bi-weekly show, so we release a new episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers.
2: What is all that noise? Probably
1: a fan. It's like chuk, 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 chuk. now it's gone. Well, that was weird. It's okay, I'll cut it out. <laughs> it's probably my heavy breathing from running up and down the stairs.
2: Yeah, I just thought you were excited to hear me
1: again. It could be my heart beating, that might be the pitter patter of my heart. Hey,
2: nothing will give us ratings like your heart attack on the show. <laughs>
1: but it may never get published then <laughs> Damn it. because you I think I, you're not
2: recording <laughs> i i can talk through sarah sending me the file you know <laughs> completely raw and unedited yeah <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs>